Cut the music, cut, cut the music, cut the music. Thank you, Michael. Um, sorry to uh, interrupt your regularly scheduled broadcast, but I come to you today with an appeal. Um, it's Charlie here, by the way, for those that don't know. Um, you're about to hear me having a little chat with Michael um, in regards to my recent appearance on Doctor Who, which is almost as much of an obsession for him as uh, Coronation Street is. So to have uh, a friend of his who's been in both is probably... A, it's, a, it's, a, it's statistically unlikely. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We haven't done that yet. Um, but I wanted to come to you first um, and ask a favour, basically. Um, and... As some of you may have seen, I recently put up a video on Instagram um, detailing how one of my friends, Dave, is very, very sick, and he has been very, very sick for a very, very long time, and his that the 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 time is growing a, a shorter, and my friend. Uh, our mutual friend Rick has set up a GoFundMe, which I would encourage you to um, take a look at, donate if you can, um, and share the video that I have made on my Instagram um, if you're unable to donate, because that has proved to be um, really, really helpful as well, just getting um, more eyes on it and um, and, and yeah, uh, uh, making sure that um, we're able to raise as much as possible, really. Um, if you watch the video on Instagram, I will go into I go into it in you know an almost unreasonable amount of detail and length. But um, for now, for the purposes of now, um, I would just encourage you to give those two things a look: the GoFundMe and that video of mine. And to offer my thanks uh, to you all for, for doing that and also for being such a wonderful community. Um, thank you very much. And on with the show. This weekend, as you are settling down to watch The Giggle, the third and final episode of Doctor Who's 60th anniversary celebrations, you may well have recognised the actor playing John Logie Baird's assistant as Charlie DeMello, who we all know, of course, better as Corrie's Imran Habib. Now, never mind Giggle, I'm rapidly losing my voice at the moment, I can barely even speak. <laughs> That's not going to stop me having a good old chat with Charlie about his experience filming with David Tennant, Neil Patrick Harris and some very creepy puppets. Charlie, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought I thought we'd managed to to um, put uh, uh, put all these visits of mine to bed, but uh, you, you can't get rid of me that easily. Apparently. I know. We we even called your last one like Charlie DeMello final interview. Are you just gonna have to rename yeah. it? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that all it would take is for me to show up in something that you're equally as obsessed with as Coronation Street. So I think you've done it. I think you've managed it. I managed, yeah, I managed that. <laughs> Doctor Who, how mad is that? Jumping from one of the UK's biggest shows to another. I, I was so happy to hear when you got the part. Yeah, that, and it's been a 
nightmare keeping it quiet because from you and from other friends of mine who are huge Huvians, I wanted to to keep it um keep it keep it to myself because I thought, oh, you know, if I when I show up, people's heads are gonna fall off because because I'm notoriously bad at keeping these things quiet. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a year and a half, maybe more, since um, since we shot that. So it was very, very close off the back of me leaving Coronation Street. It was me starting in Cardiff, mm. um, and and yeah, and then it was it. I mean, straight into you know this huge production. Like I cannot overstate how big the 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 scale is over there at uh bad wolf who are the production company who make it and they made um uh northern lights and subtle knife what, what's what's that um series called you know you, you know the with lyra that 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 um um the, so it's it's absolutely vast and the uh, and then so yeah walking because i didn't know because shooty had just been announced right um, okay. sort of days before i started yeah so i thought i was going to be working with shooty because obviously the character is just called the doctor in the script and there are references to donna i was like okay that's that's an interesting way to go because the thing is his all the stuff about uh, references to this face coming back yeah they were in previous episodes so they that um so I didn't I didn't know. I thought I was going to work with Shooty. And then I'm presented with David Tennant, which was incredibly uncanny and very, very strange and very, very exciting. Um were you much of a Doctor Who fan at all? I mean, had you seen any of it really before you got this part? Yeah, no. Zeddy hadn't. No, no, well, I mean, to to some extent I can kind of appreciate that because he would have been sort of a teenager or and that, that kind of key nerd age. I think when it was off the air, right. I, I don't, I don't think he was, but, and also being American. Um, but no, I, I fell in love with it properly the first time round with Russell um, when it, when it came back with um, Chris Eccleston. And I, and I think one of the real, um benefits that the show does have because like you know like with a lot of people i i got into it and i fell deeply in love with it and kind of almost to an obsessive degree and then you, you sort of maybe grow away from i'm not going to say grow out of it but you grow away from it and then because it's so cyclical because it does have these beginnings and these endings and these rebirths and these deaths and these rebirths and i i, I kept finding myself being drawn back and 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 then uh, inexorably so I've and and I've always uh, touched back with um, the older ones. Firstly, on VHS um, yeah. for wherever I could kind of pick them up from, or on later DVD. And now with all the stuff on iPlayer, I'm working my way through some of the more um, key moments um, in the Doctor's history or future or past. You know, you know what I mean. It's all very confusing with time travel. Um, but yeah, no, massive fan. And I'd made a point when I was at drama school of giving myself a little list 
of things I wanted to achieve in my career, a lot of which is kind of theatre based and, you know, being in certain venues and working with certain directors and blah, blah, blah. And one of the few um, uh, telly related things was to be in Doctor Who. And I didn't specify as to what I would have been quite happy um, being in the background kind of with a, a giant latex bug head on or something like just to be a part of that um, that world slash world slash universes. It, it, it's something I have actively been pursuing career wise for how old am I now for about 15 years so yeah it's 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 really yeah I'm, I'm buzzing that was similar with um Julie Hesman House from Corrie she was just in Doctor Who a couple of years ago it seems like mm. it's you know a lot on a lot of people's bucket lists if you're an actor in the UK that's how you know you've you've made it big if you're in Doctor yeah. Who yeah so I mean it all come about then how did you end up getting the part was it something you auditioned for or did Russell T Davis approach you what 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 goes on yeah no it was um because Russell and I we do have a really nice uh like personal relationship now but prior to um me having worked over there um we had been um sending messages kind of back and forth like it started when it was a very english scandal when that was um doing really really well at the golden globes i want to say i just i just reached out to him i just sent him a, a direct message on instagram congratulating him on the show and um, uh, wishing him all the best for the night at the Golden Globes. And his response, instead of, well, one, I wasn't expecting a response at all. I thought maybe he'll see it and maybe, oh, that's nice. Um, but no, he immediately responded. So excitedly at, that Imran was getting in touch because he's an enormous Cory fan, it turns out. Well, actually, given the current um, companion and the history of Cory people that have been in the show over the years, it doesn't probably doesn't strike people as much of a surprise, but it did me. Um, and said he said to me, thank you. Yeah, no, he thanked, thanked me for the well wishes and all the rest of it and said, no, I'm not in Los Angeles um, uh, 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 accepting my Golden Globes because Dancing on Ice was on tonight and I didn't want to miss it. <laughs> he wanted to watch Jane dancing, uh, be uh, ice skating instead of going to the Golden Globes. <laughs> so that was kind of how it started. Um, just us kind of chatting, like not, you know, not, not, not like pen palish, more just um, complimenting each other on our, our work. And uh, in, you know, in my case, kind of harboring a kind of mild professional, like obsession with him. Um, I just think he's, uh, he's a good, extraordinary, like auteur. Um, and then the actual audition came around uh, just as normal. It was still at the point, which we kind of are still in now where everything is done via tape. So we, sh yeah. So because the, the, the scenes that I'm in are, are relatively, um, briefs. So I think I more or less taped the entire the entirety of my bit, like the 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 pre-title stuff and also the puppet stuff, um, just with my mom in her house. <laughs> I'm uh, um, doing my best to kind of uh, uh, um, like read into what on earth this was going to be because you read all that stuff out, like the oh no he he is now a puppet he's being unwrapped out of paper oh Neil uh, I didn't know it was Neil uh, the toy maker is dancing to spice up your life and you're just thinking what 
how how on earth are they like, how on earth is this going to look so trying to um figure that stuff out with your mother in a house that was um uh, a unique challenge um yeah. but then the tape goes out and you know like with all these things you kind of think nothing more of it and then it was the evening of the BAFTAs shortly thereafter where Russell and Andy Pryor who casts pretty much everything Russell does I think they were all they were there with the It's a Sin boys and Lydia um and um basically I took him to one side there because that was that was the first time we met face to face and even though I hadn't heard anything from my agent Ari Doctor Who he he pretty much told me then and there that my card was very nice this time of year and and then yeah there a few days uh, after that yeah on a on a uh, on my way to to um 1925 soho that's so cool now i've i've lost kind of all track of time and when things happen so at that point, did we know that Millie Gibson was going to be in? No, this was long before Millie had even had her audition. So Millie audition, started auditioning for it, I think after I'd already finished. Um, Shooty had been announced. Shooty had done all of his stuff for the giggle with David. But then I think then had to go off and do any one of the number of things that he was already signed up to do. Um, so for a good chunk of, whilst they were doing the 60s stuff, I think they was, he was shooting Barbie. Oh yeah. Um, when when a lot of that stuff was going on. And it was literally, I can't imagine what production must have had to go through, but just, just basically grabbing him as and when he was free, because he is in hugely high demand um, at the moment, and quite rightly so. Like he's, he's going to be an amazing doctor. Um, and Millie, yeah, would have been that bit later. So even though she got announced first, but that because all of my stuff was basically in a studio or, or that one, sh basically one shot of me walking down the street right at the top in the rain, but it's the, the back of my head and, um, it doesn't, it, it, it didn't really matter. Um, but because Millie and Shooty are shooting outdoors and they're going to be all over the place, it's like, there's no avoiding it. Like, you can let someone leak it and spoil it, or you kind of have the BBC and Bad Wolf and Disney now, I suppose, kind of have to get ahead of it and announce it just well in advance. So she got announced, um, like almost day and date of when she was when she was cast. Um, relatively speaking, relative to the year and a half that I, I waited, because um, yeah, she got announced. Oh, Children in Need, wasn't it? That's right. It was just over a year ago. Um, so yeah, so, how close the two of you worked together in Coronation Street, and yeah, you know, an episode apart from each other. Yeah, and and if I if I'd known uh, now, if I'd known then that she was going to be involved with it um, in that kind of capacity, I might have been more tempted to have gone. I'm very very grateful for the opportunity to be in the 60th, which is obviously a massive episode. But I, 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 I would, you know, I would be certainly be tempted to go. Actually, I'll defer my place in Doctor Who for a little while and wait until I get an opportunity to work with Millie again, because that's uh, that's an opportunity and a joy that you know doesn't come around. It often doesn't come around once, let alone twice. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so like grateful we're going to have such an amazing pairing. But I'm. Uh, uh, Deathly jealous of Shooty that he's going to get to work with her um, 
consistently for a while at least i don't know what the long-term kind of plans are for the the two of them but it's going to be yeah but good, a good long while well you, you did get to work with neil patrick harris though and he's also a bit of a mm. what, what was it like filming that that cold open scene with him that was great it was great he was um just really really just just a lovely guy really easy to chat to really easy to get along with there wasn't that kind of I didn't feel hierarchical in any sort of way um, because, you know, I, 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 I sort of appreciated that, you know, I'm days coming out of um, working on a comparatively small show compared to what he's, you know, he's been in these huge um, uh, global TV shows, which I appreciate Corey is as well, but I, you can understand the kind of distinction I'm trying to make. Um and, you know, not long work with David Fincher and, you know, all, all this sort of stuff. But it, there didn't feel to be a, um, a, a a difference in sort of our standing as people. Like within the scene, obviously, there is a very different vibe to it. Um, and like the example I've used is, and I, I, I I'm not one to kind of give, notes particularly to other actors but we were we were running the scene in in these tents that they've got kind of perched around the the, the set and we were running the scene because he's got to flit in and out of all these different accents it was a it was like it was a nightmare and um I, I just offered him a correction because he was saying six pence and I was like, oh no no in, in this kind of 1925 kind of world it would just be like just what so what just was sixpence it's just like one boom and it's a small thing, granted, but it is like some actors can get quite touchy about that sort of thing, which I I, I do appreciate. But I thought, you know, uh, it would just mean he would have to dub it later and just, to, you know, um, but he, he, he like was really gracious and 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 was grateful that 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 of stuff like that again it's a small thing but it, i think it was kind of indicative as to the kind of um vibe he likes to have on those on his on sets that he's on where it is collaborative and people do offer things and and it is a kind of um two-way street and it isn't just neil coming on and doing his stuff and then down the rest like it was um and then of course, yeah, like, uh, like you know, we 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 went out for his birthday, and and like, which is again really really lovely because he was under no obligation to certainly invite me. Like David and Catherine, may they and Phil Collinson, the producer, um, I, that makes more sense to me personally. But um, yeah, it, it was, yeah, really really lovely guy. Uh, his his character, the toy maker. This is one of the the earliest Doctor Who villains dating back to like 1966, I think it mm. was. And, and that serial was subject to a, a little bit of controversy because of its use of the racist stereotypes of the toy maker and then some of the yes. Land. What what were some of your thoughts about how this aspect of the character was portrayed in the giggle? I yes, I, I'm I'm glad that they alluded to it a little bit at least. I I think. If memory serves, in the initial draft that I read, because in the episode, if you, I mean, if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this, then presumably you don't care um, about spoilers and stuff. But in the original, in the episode that broadcast, 
it was just an allusion to um oh i'm i'm so sorry about the rain you must you must be more used to sunnier climates which is those kind of, like uh, that kind of like little needling bit of racism that you know lots of us um who get and it's that kind of death by a thousand cuts and we're all very used to it um and it does i think for those that have experienced that kind of thing it's just it's maddening and and it's it's it, but it it it's um what's the word now it, it's not sort of confrontational in the way that some of the more sort of violent language can be i think in the original draft i got the the um the wording was a, was quite a bit more severe which I, I wish i could remember what it was now um and i remember being mildly disappointed when it got toned down i think it was under order from from uh from russell himself like i don't i don't you know i think he i don't think it was um uh, uh what's the word now a kind of disney intervention um you'd have you'd have to ask russell um but i think the way the way it actually panned out it worked i think it worked um really well and for what they were trying to do with it the story they were trying to tell i think it worked really well i think if they'd gone as hard as i remember it being in that original draft i think you're then telling a different story then which I don't think is any less interesting. I think there is something interesting in it, but it's just it's just not what they were doing, and uh, the, what they did was excellent. So who am I to complain? So when we were watching the episode, we we must admit we were a little bit worried that you wouldn't actually make it past the opening credits, but we we did for that one scene, and what a great scene it was. Tell tell me about filming the moment when you became a life size marionette. Yeah, I mean, I was basically in a green and then blue uh body condom for two full days um you wouldn't yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't think that took two days to shoot and coming from Corrie, where you're shooting a scene like it, it's to do with scene length you're shooting 20 plus pages of dialogue a day probably more um and then you come to a quite a techie um scene like that and it is glacial the pace as far as far from the acting actors side of things like obviously people are pardon me like moving heaven and earth to get stuff done and get stuff lit just in the right way but um yeah um it, it, it because in this case with this scene it had to be filmed uh three different times um, every single time they moved the camera, it had to be. You, you, so it started off with me in in just this blue body condom, and I had to kind of mimic um, a kind of marionette's movement. So, like pretending there's a, a a wire at the end of my hand and kind of just letting it hang, but like not bringing it still because when you have a marionette, it kind of still moves a little, and all that sort of stuff. Then. They remove me, use an actual full-size marionette that the puppeteers uh, at Bad Wolf had mocked up, and then do another pass, which is just the blank wall in order to be able to meld the two things together. Um, and so every time the camera then got moved, closer, further, different angles, whatever, you had to go through those three stages again. Yeah. And so everything, you know, on a on a 
process that is already quite slow, you're then tripling how long that is taking. However, I'm in a scene with um, with David, um, who, you know, is a genius. Like, you know, that I I could try and play it cool. You know, he's a he's a he's a colleague, and and I've actually worked with him since. Uh, but the fact is, I'm still kind of um, like in awe of 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 what he is able to do with the small the smallest of things but also he can be this huge energetic ball of energy and it all is it's all right every single time it's right it's good and it and it, and it i mean it's you know there's there's a reason why why people are forever clamoring for him to um do doctor themed stuff because he's beloved because he's brilliant so to be actually I got, I got basically, okay, to boil it down to a second, I, I had the closest seat in the house. Like, I, I had the best seats to watch a David performance. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was, that was it. So, yeah, it was slow goings and it was, it's, it's in this giant, uh, 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 like decommissioned, it was almost like an air, um, uh, like an airplane hangar. It was absolutely enormous. I don't know what it used to be. Um, so it was like, it was chilly and I'm not wearing much um so you know i'm i'm probably grumbling and i'm probably having a moan as as is my way and also kind of the actor's way but then you know you're you know front and center watching a a, a david tennant as the doctor so you know it, it's 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 a pretty big silver lining on a rather small cloud have you have you done anything like that special effects wise on any other productions that you'd worked on Obviously, there's nothing like that. No, no, nothing like this. Nothing like this. Like that, that I have done stuff that uses um, computer effects and uses, um, you know, little bits of zhuzhing kind of after the fact. They I mean, I mean, Corey uses uh, CGI once in a while now, but in terms of actually integrating it into the performance, and because actually, what the the actually the from what I understand, the CG in terms of this these series of shots is actually quite minimal. It's yeah. more to do with like matching the head onto the sort of stick thing that was the neck. But like the the puppet, you know that my that my body and arms are that's real. My head was real. We were both in the same space at the same time. So the lighting on each of us is what it was on the day. So, uh, like, it, it it's, um, but yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the rest of it, I think there's probably more CG in that first opening shot of Soho 1925, because that was just, that was a street in Bristol, which yeah. admittedly they had dressed up and looked amazing, but like the, the, the sort of skyline goes way further out and, 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 um, there's there's you know the yeah you i mean you you yeah you're just not seeing like bristol's uh uh like canal and all that sort of stuff whatever was in the back there um but um yeah no i think it would be like think that they're cg um, that's how that's how that's how seamless it can be sometimes you don't even 
realize that there's loads. Yeah, of- yeah, yeah. It, it's, I mean, it, that's the, that's when you know it's um, stuff like that anyway, like environment stuff. That's when you know it's really, really good because you do, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think to question that despite the fact that you know that you can't be possibly be looking at Soho in the 20s. Yeah, so like, kudos yeah kudos to the 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 um um the vfx team uh because they you know those vfx artists so rarely get um their their due they're so often kind of um uh left out when it comes to kind of world the how, how an episode or a film or things look and feel and so they, they do a huge amount of work and so it's it's so impressive and brilliant and uh, yeah and no, i'd like to tip my, my my beanie to those well it's the kind of thing that if if the cgi if people don't like it then they'll complain about it if they notice it they'll complain and if it works perfectly often people won't say anything yeah 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 for sure absolutely so was was knowing that only your head would be on screen during that scene did that kind of make you more expressive with your head do you think uh, yes i think it did because I, I was ch- i chatted to uh director chanya about this quite a lot because I was quite keen to know um, how, like how much control do I have over any of my faculties? And she was like, oh no, no, the puppet stuff, like that's all Neil, like Neil's doing all of that stuff. Um, And so it was almost, yeah, I was almost like trying to, oh, and uh, yes, and because I had questions because I refer to the doctor by name, I call him doctor. And this is this 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 kind of an insight like how like boring these actor chats can be. And I was like, but, but I wouldn't know his name. Why would I know the doctor's name? So, no, 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 no. Like it's Neil's controlling you. Like he's making a mockery of you. And da 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 da. And so yeah. So I thought, okay. So I, if it's essentially Neil's words coming out of my mouth and my movements are Neil's as well, then yeah, the only thing I can really do is kind of try and beg with my eyes. <laughs> So I'm just doing like I'm just walking around, just like cross-eyed, just like not even walking, kind of like shimmying, like a kind of like Boris Karloff, like like monster, and just kind of doing my best to beg to him uh, with my eyes um, uh, that that yeah that I needed a bit. Of <laughs> well, it's turned out very well, Charlie. I, I did enjoy that scene. And that, oh, I, thank I, you. I know you were out on Saturday, but have you seen the full episode now? I have now, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I missed it on the day. It was good, wasn't it? Sorry, it's good, wasn't it? Did yes, it was good. Yes, it was good. <laughs> yeah, really, really pleased. And um, again, like all the stuff that reading through it, especially you know all the all the stuff with the toy makers, um, kind of attack on unit, and you know you read. You know, he dances to Spice Girls, Spice Up Your Life. He throws Kate Leatheridge Stewart into a wall. He, like, the people turn into uh, balloons. And I'm just what? <laughs> what? Because to read it, it just seems absolutely insane. And you're just, you think to yourself, like, how, how are they, they going to pull this off? Like, is is this, is this going to work? And and then yeah, you realise the genius not only of Russell but of the the entire production team, like putting it together and making it look so good, and having like allusions to uh, American Beauty and stuff like that. And just you know, again, when you read it in the script, you're just like you, you 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 I I I couldn't I couldn't have possibly um, 
visualize just how cool and brilliant all that stuff would look. Um, and the, yeah, and reading, oh, they they play a game of catch as the kind of finale, the kind of final battle. Uh, what? What? But in that case, I actually did see um, Shooty and David rehearsing on crash mats, kind of in a, a sort of pocket of this warehouse, and seeing Shooty like almost, almost like a, 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 a dancer with the the way he was able to move. I was like, oh, okay. And David as well, because David, David's no slouch. So then David's in his 50s. And he's able to do forward rolls and slide on his knees and do all this sort of insane stuff. stuff. He's very um, agile, isn't he? Yeah. And um, so watching that, I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah, you've got two very athletic, very uh, um, um, charismatic men doing these, making these wonderful shapes. Um, So, yes, of course, that makes total sense now that I've seen that. It, not only then did you have to keep it a secret for all this time that you were in Doctor Who, but the whole by generation thing, you know, you know, yeah. I've read that and immediately because I know what Doctor Who fans can, well, not every, not all, not all, not even most, but mm-hmm. I know what some Doctor Who fans can be like. And I was like, oh no, people going to be mad. <laughs> but I mean, more fool them because I think it's, genius uh not only uh, to um as in terms of the plot in terms of the story of the doctor you know the, he's he's been running he has been fighting he has been for 60 60 of our years you know billions and you know and to give that 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 doctor and that companion who arguably had the most upsetting ending before to give them that uh, that happy ending is like it's really rewarding for those of us that have been waiting 15 years or so absolutely um for that but also what i think it does is that it unburdens shooty's doctor moving forward of all the baggage that pretty much every single doctor since eccleston has had in terms of the 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 kind of survivors guilt and 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 the, and the the genocides and all the you know, people dying and 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 all the all these different things because this new generation of doctor who is going to be seen in a different way it's being produced in a different way it's going to be seen by um a lot more people who do not have the relationship with the show that those of us that did grow up with it have and i think it's good that you are able to separate the the doctor out there is a doctor here living a quiet happy loving life who exists with all that baggage that we've grown to love so much but now we have we do have something new and i think russell has managed to give us our give us our cake and allow us to eat it too and i think it's absolutely genius Uh, did you see the trailer afterwards for millie's yeah i did (laughs) i'm well excited oh man i just uh, listened to the musical number today i hope that doesn't spoil anything for you because it's it's in the charts now it's in the charts goblin song it's um and my God, it's going to be so good. Like that's the just that one shot of Shooty in a kilt spinning in the club 
I was like, oh, okay, yeah, no, this is cool. This is very, very cool. You've spoken to Millie at all since she's been filming about what it's been like. Oh, loads, yeah. Um, it's, I mean, she, it's an amazing journey for her to be on, but I don't want to uh, under uh, understate just it's a difficult job like it's really really full-on and this is coming from her and I both of whom have worked at Corrie which is very very full-on you know it's a lot of nights it's a huge long uh, a number of hours um per day and then she would have all the extracurricular stuff yeah. that you're kind of obliged to do as part of um b being a part of Doctor Who all of which is our pleasure but cumulatively it's a lot to take on and bear in mind just just how young she is um so the fact that she's retained her sanity um and uh has gone around again uh is is really something um i cannot wait to see uh what she is um she is going to do what she's going to pull out of the bag because I mean, you know, we all know, all, all Corrie fans over the last uh, five-ish years that, will yeah. will know just how good she is. Um, but now given the length and breadth of the universe, the future, the past, everything that's kind of at that character's feet, at, at Ruby Sunday's feet, Oh, I, I just cannot wait to see what Millie makes of it. It's I haven't asked for no. I have the but yes no. Uh, to answer, I kind of answer your question. I haven't asked for details. I do not want details. Like the BBC, kind of a being quite detail happy as it is, which again I understand because rather rather than be in control of of it, then you know to have it be leaked and then have it be ruined in that kind of way. I do get it, but um, I, that that does also mean that I do not want any further um, behind the scenes stuff um, from Millie. Because yeah, like I said, like I, I'm a huge fan of this stuff, and going in knowing as little as possible is 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 what what I'm here for. Let me tell you, Charlie. I think I am even more excited about Doctor Who than even Coronation Street this Christmas Day. Imagine that! Wow! <laughs> wow! I know, I know. That's that's the power of Millie Gibson. <laughs> it's the power of Millie. Yeah, no, I've been saying it for years. I, 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 you know, I knew. You know, the first day I ever worked with her, long before we were like part of the kind of trio of me, um, Georgia, and Millie. I just, I, I, I did a kind of one of those scenes where you're sort of transitioning from one conversation to another, and we kind of just past each other on the street and even then i was like there is something here like like i i have encountered it a few times now in my working life when i've worked with people for long, a long time or short time but it doesn't really matter where you just immediately get that ah there it is like there's just something about these people where you just want to put your head in your hands like this and just watch, yeah, and and then yeah, she's absolutely excellent. So um, the 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 BBC and Bad Wolf and Disney have 
gotten a minor coup on their hands because I think if they hadn't gotten in as quickly as they had after her having left Corey, um, I mean, she'd be without that. She'd be out of their budget within <laughs> before long. Like she's extraordinary. Like she's going to be uh, a huge star, I think. So, Charlie, you, you've now played a role in the 60th anniversary celebrations for two iconic British shows. And unless you get a call to take part in any Top of the Pops specials next year, I'm not sure you're going to make it. <laughs> I think that's unlikely. I think so. Um, but what, is there anything we can expect from you next? Anything you're allowed to talk about that you've been working on? Because I know people. I want think to I'm know. allowed to talk about this. Yeah, because. Um... Uh, uh, my my uh, former colleague and, and current friend uh, Emily Atak, um, she put up um, uh, pictures and stuff like that when she wrapped, and one of them was of me. So I think I'm okay to talk about the fact that um, for the vast majority of this year, I've been uh, tied up with a. Uh, uh, the Jilly Cooper adaptation of, of of Rivals, one of her books, uh, for Disney. That, that is, is going to be coming out. Actually, I don't know why I started that sentence. I've got absolutely no idea how that's coming out. Um, so, um, again, so it's working with David once again. Mm -hmm. um, um, and uh, Aidan Turner, Danny Dyer your favorite um, uh, <laughs> and and the, the 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 wonderful victoria smurfit who i had um the the sort of majority of my stuff with um uh, emily unfortunately did we we had nothing really to do with one another but it was uh, lovely to see her um uh, at work again mm -hmm. um so that is um what i have when did I finish that? I finished that a good few weeks ago now, but then basically I, I came out of that and then it was immediately strike. So it, it didn't stop. The 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 strike was a, a an American guild, the Screen Actors Guild. There was a strike on their end. So my my um, uh, union, the uh, called Equity, the Actors Union in in over here, um, didn't strike, but it, because so much stuff is made with a combination of both yeah it, it it really put the the kind of kibosh on on um on a lot of stuff but now that that's been resolved i've been assured that um uh come the new year um uh the stuff will be starting again in earnest and actually probably more so because there's there'll be such a backlog of things um so yes, so Rivals is finished. Rivals is in the the can, as they say. Um, but because it's set in the uh, the mid eighties, um, there's a lot of jiggery pokery that needs to be done. That kind of stuff that's in um, the opening of Giggle, where you've got to, you know, like removing, um, you know, uh, like uh, like mobile phone masts and and other other modernity. But you know other other kind of uh, um, 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 elements of modernity like that. Um, so that's I don't think that's going to be around probably a, a year from now. I would be op uh, like cautiously optimistic at, and we're in you know the 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 sort of first third of December twenty twenty three. I I would be surprised if I saw it much earlier than this time next year. Um, but yeah, so that but that's very exciting, and that's I mean the cast is very very stacked. 
and um, it's a uh, Dominic Treadwell Collins um, joint who, via Happy Prince, and they have got a very very impressive um, batting average with the stuff that they um, produce. Um, so for with those kinds of elements, um, it's going to be yeah. I think it's going to be really 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 cool and. Um, you see a lot of everyone. If, if, if uh, not to put too fine a point on it, so there's um, you can have a sort of morbid curiosity if you if you, <laughs> you want to see any of that. You want to see Charlie looking like a bin bag full of yogurt, then you can you can tune into that on Disney Plus of all places. I'm sure people will look forward to that, Charlie. <laughs> Now, before you go, you started off the podcast today with an appeal to the listeners to donate to your GoFundMe that's been running in support of your friend Dave. So before we go, tell me a bit about Dave. I did, yes. Um, well, Dave is one of my very, very best friends. He he has... Um, he, we, we, we play D&D together. Like, he, he's... He, like, so we, like, we have this sort of shared, very... Uh, a nerdy interest and um he's just the best guy basically he's the kindest sweetest um most positive man i've ever met and like i said at the at the top of the show he is he is very sick and he's his, his prognosis isn't isn't great but he is uh, kind of uh, indestructibly positive in his outlook. So um, our mutual friend Rick, he set up this GoFundMe um, as a means to um, no, not not that we, you know, it's not one of those things where it's like we need to find a cure, we need to do that because we're not we're not at that stage. We 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 can't do that. But what we want to do is to is to take the pressure off him take the pressure off his his um fiance m to to give them uh an opportunity to uh to travel if they can to go to um uh um uh, uh to, to to watch uh live music to go to festivals which is something they really love doing um assuming he's able to and so to to be able to continue experiencing life and not to be um, hampered um, too badly by um, the need to uh, um, keep the finances afloat. So that's 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 really what it's for. Um, and they, as far as I'm concerned, they can choose to do with it what they want. They 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 have their wedding coming up really soon. Um, that's uh, a huge expense for anybody, no matter how um, budget you try and be with it. That's it's always going to cost a lot, and it's always going to be more than you think. Yeah. Um, so um, the main thing, and this will be Dave's perspective on it as well, because um, regardless of the money, he has taken his diagnosis and subsequent diagnoses as um, a means to uh, focus on the quality of, of his life, because the the quantity that decision's kind of been made for him. But the quality, that is something that he still has um, some grasp over. And that's something that we all 
are really focused on on making sure is as high as possible for him because and we, we we we've had conversations about this with Dave and amongst ourselves that you know so many of us um defer and we we push we kick the proverbial can down down the road we go okay oh well I'd love to do this but I'll I'll wait or I'll, and you're waiting either for retirement or for some windfall magical windfall you know very Corey style um or any number of things you wait and you wait and you wait and you put stuff off and so much time is wasted so so much uh opportunities are missed and Dave is not like that. He 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 has been spurned on. If anything, he has taken an insanely positive uh, outlook to this, and it has forced the rest of us, if I'm being quite honest, to meet him where he is to try and see the the world and 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 his uh, um, experience of it in the same way that he is, and if what we are able to raise is able it gives him an opportunity to uh realize that positivity that doesn't really make sense that sounds like a buzz phrase but to um to to yeah to 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 not waste the time that he hasn't got to waste to be able to experience things as fully as he possibly can that's that's what it's there for and I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, between you and I and the entire Conversation Street audience, he will be doing that whether there's money there or not. But it's Rick and I and all of Dave's friends and family, we want to make sure that the financials of all of this it takes as little of a knock as possible, like he, he that he is able to... Um, do all these things and and not have to worry at least about that yeah uh, so yeah we'll make sure that we put a link to the gofundme in in the video and yes then... yes and and do please do and uh, i think i said this in the top as well um i have done a uh a video where i just kind of addressed i did kind of address to camera um talking about the appeal and talking about dave and and rick and m and the, this situation at large and it's almost 10 minutes long it really, really requires a fair amount of patience um but i do go over it in in a, quite a bit of detail and the link in my bio on my instagram page um at, at the moment that's that's um that link is for the gofundme as well so if you if you find yourself um on my page there um the um link in the bio will take you straight to straight to the gofundme and um there are some raffle prizes or something you, you you're expanding it a little bit more aren't you yes we are because i because uh, rick has been able to source a lot of workout gear and um uh um like dumbbells and classes and stuff like that because he, he's a a personal trainer to the stars he actually worked on barbie as well incidentally um yeah, so you can thank him for those rippling abs um so there are yeah, there are classes. There's PT sessions. There's breath work. I'm I'm assuming that's a a thing that people will know what that is. Um, there are there's there's wine, delicious wine. There's um, um lots of stuff like that. Um, but on my end, 
I have kind of called in some favors and I'm getting um, Georgia and and uh, Jane and and others who are kind of in the Corrie bubble to try and either source photos and, and to sign them and do that sort of thing. Or if, if they can be a little sticky fingered, that would be ideal. But they're not me. So they might not they might not feel comfortable nicking stuff. And um, I spoke to Bavna, um, formerly Rana of the Church of Coronation Streets, currently at Brassic. Um, she is sourcing some bits and pieces from them. I think um, uh, from some of the other shows that she's worked on since she left, I think she's able to um, get some bits and pieces from that too. Um, and so the stuff is 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 coming in, and and other other friends and things like that are reaching out so it may end up even being the case where we have enough to do do it all again and make Dave even more uncomfortable um with this um but it's uh it's it's making Rick and I feel a, a damn sight better so uh yeah if we, if, if we get enough to do it again yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll do it again well, it already looks like you blasted through your initial target as well yes no that that's another thing is that you'll oh. you'll go to the GoFundMe and you'll see that the the initial target has been surpassed three times over at least maybe more maybe four times at this point um uh the the yeah the initial uh request was 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 vastly uh, um superseded um for which um all, all, all involved are incredibly grateful um but yeah i mean the, the target was always kind of an arbitrary number anyway an all too low arbitrary number but it was quite it was arbitrary like I, I'll I'll keep adding zeros to that number um, for as long as I, I'm able to, for as long as Dave will 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 put up with it. Because yeah, he he's um, uh, bless him. He 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 doesn't like the idea of of getting money for nothing. But he's got a terminal tumor, so he has to do. He, he's going to have to deal with it. <laughs> well, best of luck with that, Charlie. And thank you so much for coming onto the podcast again today. No, thank you, Michael. Thank you for platforming me in this way. Like I'm I'm really grateful to to be able to speak about the doctor experience because that was a a real feather in my cap and a real dream being realized but um even more so to just allow me to um do it to give it give a little uh push in dave's direction as well because he is the best man and someone i love dearly and if i can get a few more eyes and ears um um and and cart them over to the the GoFundMe, then then uh, all all's the better. So thank you for for allowing me to to eat into your um, broadcast time and your evening as well. Thank you for that. Yes. Well, I will let you go then. Thank you very much. I'm going to go and rest my thank voice. You. Yes, you must. Yes, get really? get some uh, first defence or whatever it is. Oh, the the steam thing that actors use. Uh, oh, good. Thanks for the tip. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Bye bye. Take care, mate.